0: The Public News Service daily newscast for January the 18th, 2022. I'm Mike Clifford. The pandemic has compelled many teachers to integrate new technology into their lesson plans, increasing the risks that excessive screen time can pose to students.
1: More on that from our Jonah Chester. A 2019 report from Wisconsin's Office of Children's Mental Health found teens who log more than seven hours a day on electronics are more likely to be diagnosed with anxiety and depression. Linda Hall directs that office and acknowledges screen time is essentially unavoidable for modern students, but says parents can make plans to limit kids tech use after school. When parents actually have a plan. They have a family plan for how screen time is going to be used. The data show that it makes a difference, that kids start using it less. The OCMH offers several strategies for limiting kids' screen usage, including increasing opportunities for physical activities and extracurricular events, and restricting where in their homes tech can be used. This is Jonah Chester reporting.
0: Per the 2019 report, only about a quarter of teens reported that they got a full eight hours sleep each night. According to a 2020 survey by the Pew Research Center, more than half of adults admitted they spent too much time on their phones. Now from ABC News, the 10 richest men in the world doubled their fortunes during the COVID-19 pandemic. That's according to a report published Monday by the advocacy group Oxfam, highlighting how the global health crisis deepened the divide between the haves and have-nots. ABC reports while the wealth of the world's 10 richest men more than doubled, increasing from approximately $700 billion to $1.5 trillion between March 2020 and November 2021. The incomes of about 99% of people across the globe fell during that time. More than 160 million people have been forced into poverty. New Mexico's short 30-day legislative session starts today with a focus on budget issues. Nonetheless, LGBTQ supporters are urging the governor there to take up equality issues even as other states consider more restrictive laws. Three of the issues came up at the Roundhouse last year, says Marshall Martinez, executive director of Equality New Mexico, including prohibition of the panic defense against LGBTQ
1: people. We just are ready to to make sure that people can't use I panicked when I found out they were queer as an excuse for their physical violence.
0: Already, lawmakers in seven states have proposed laws in this year's sessions that would limit the rights of transgender and non-binary young people, including Arizona, Alabama, Indiana, Kentucky, Oklahoma, New Hampshire, and South Dakota. I'm Roz Brown. This is PNS. The EPA now accepting public comments through the end of this month regarding a proposal that would sharply reduce methane pollution.
2: A study from the Environmental Defense Fund found the state's gas industry leaked more than 1 million tons of methane in 2017. Barb Jarmaska of the Responsible Drilling Alliance says the effects of methane's potent greenhouse gas contribute significantly to climate change, which already is negatively impacting Pennsylvanians. We are putting Pennsylvania citizens in harm's way in order to send this methane elsewhere. I hope as many Pennsylvania citizens as possible will take the time to visit the EPA website and let their voice be heard. Pennsylvania is one of the largest contributors to greenhouse gas pollution in the United States. The EPA is accepting written comments from the public on the proposal until January 31st. I'm Emily Scott.
0: A U.S. Forest Service timber harvest proposal in Pocahontas County has conservation groups worried about potential harmful impacts to endangered freshwater fish species, including the candy darter.
2: Board member of the West Virginia Highlands Conservancy and Allegheny Blue Ridge Alliance, Rick Webb, explains that dirt and gravel roads needed for logging also increase the risk of erosion and sediment in nearby streams. This comprises habitat for brook trout, the candy darter, and other aquatic life. Webb wants the Forest Service to conduct more research to alleviate these concerns.
0: An environmental impact statement would provide an opportunity to look at the existing conditions, what the sources of sediment are, and to specifically identify what needs to be done to prevent creating additional sources.
2: He adds more data would help to ensure the project complies with the National Environmental Policy Act and Endangered Species Act. The Forest Service maintains the project would improve forest health and future wildlife habitat and be a source of future commercial timber sales and economic development. Nadia Ramlagan reporting.
0: Finally, our Eric off lets us know the hunting of gray wolves from Yellowstone National Park has set off alarm bells for wildlife-related businesses in the region.
1: 30 businesses have sent a letter urging Interior Secretary Deb Holland to return endangered species protections to gray wolves. Kara McGarry is owner and lead guide for In Our Nature Guiding Services out of Gardner. She says some of the wolves recently killed were from a pack she's been watching on her wildlife tours. They kind
2: of went on a wander, and two of those puppies were killed just over the boundary of the park. So it's frustrating from a business perspective as well as from kind of a personal perspective.
0: Businesses near Yellowstone have organized what they call the Wild Livelihood Business Coalition. This is my Clifford. thank you for starting your day with Public News Service member and listener supported. We're heard on interesting radio stations, and you can find our
2: trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org.